0: This is According to Jim with Jim Joyner and Steve Sell, McPherson's sports talk show. This is my house. This is my house. I'm taking over, okay? Stephen A. and the crew. Listen Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: Touchdown! It's a Sammy Watkins Palooza! Touchdown, Kansas City!
0: According to Jim is your home for the McPherson Bullpups. Touchdown, Bullpups!
1: No flags on the play! It is 99 yards right up the seam! The big
0: play threat from a season ago does it again! Everything happening in the sports world.
1: Personal 69. Offense. who's giving them the
2: business.
0: And even some things not happening in the sports world.
2: I tell you, I thought this morning I wasn't gonna make it to this (laughs) afternoon. I haven't had many mornings like that in a long time.
0: Now it's time for According to Jim. Here's Jim Joyner and Steve Sell.
1: Let's do this thing. Another edition of According to Jim right here on 96.7 FM KBBE, or for those of you listening online, Worldwide at midkansasonline.com. I'm Jim Joyner. Joining me, as always, the most popular man in the entire city of McPherson, Mr. Steve Sell. Steve, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Are you starting to get a little bit worried about some sprinkling outside for some Friday night lights? I was
2: more nervous that you might not be healthy. That enough I m- to do That I game. might not
1: make it to Friday night. Yeah,
2: and because and I have. Have you
1: been practicing your play by play? I haven't
2: done a game, and I can't remember the last time. It was like two or three years ago when. Or longer, no, it's been longer than that. Uh, I had to do a game down in El Dorado, I believe it was. So, uh, But uh, thankfully, the medical profession is a wonderful world, and it's whatever you're taking, apparently it's got you back, at least able to do the game tonight.
1: Maybe it's just that I am mentally tough and that I was able to be able to make my way through this, but we are very excited about what we have coming up today. It is a very, very busy football Friday because we have some high school football coming up tonight in week number three. We have some college football coming up on Saturday. No K-State, but KU in action. And then we have, Steve, what might be one of the best games of the weekend in the NFL happening at Arrowhead Stadium. That is the Chiefs and the Baltimore Ravens. In what many people think is the best game against the two quarterbacks that have been the best so far this season in the NFL, which game are you the most excited about this weekend?
2: Kansas City, Baltimore. Okay, I really am excited. I just uh, Lamar Jackson uh, offers a kind, he's the kind of player that can really give the Chiefs defense a lot of problems because he can run. Let's face it, the Chiefs don't have great speed on defense, especially at linebacker. Their linebackers are are not the fastest guys, and I think if Kansas City, you know, goes out and controls this game, to me, that makes them and New England easily the two teams to beat.
1: We've got that game, and then, Steve, I wanted to do a shortened version of our normal bullpup football preview Thursday. We could make it just a short bullpup football preview Friday because I was a dead man yesterday. You were dead man walking. I took a nice, and I mean a nice, five-hour nap. Right in the middle of the day, which forced me to stay up late. I was watching Tulane against Houston late on ESPN.
2: I don't think I would stay up late to watch Tulane-Houston. It was a great game. Was it really?
1: Did you see what happened? No. I'll give you just like the most brief rundown of it. So it's a tie game with 18 seconds left. Tulane gets the ball after Houston has tied the game. Tulane is at like about its own 25, and they could have easily taken a knee and gone to overtime. But they ran a fake knee. Quarterback starts running to the right and hands it off to one of those up backs on the, on the right, and he runs left. They get like 20 yards, get into a spot to strike. They throw a deep ball over the middle, score a touchdown, win the game. It was fun. Impressive. That and then the really bad game that was going on in Jacksonville where Marcus Mariota can't do anything. I
2: I'll be Tennessee's
1: down two scores with two minutes to go I'll and be not moving. With, I
2: didn't even watch that game. I mean, I watched maybe ten plays. Uh that, that was two teams that are going to go nowhere. The only reason I was interested at all, because I have Derrick Henry on my fantasy football team. What about
1: Gardner Minshew?
2: Well, he apparently wasn't too bad because Jacksonville won. I mean, that's going to be one of their rare wins. Tennessee, to me, obviously isn't as good as, you know, I thought they might be a team that could win nine or ten games. Uh, but, boy, they looked bad last night. Like I said, Derrick Henry's on my fantasy football team. At least he, he scored the only touchdown that Tennessee scored. But... Uh, Thursday night football games right now they've just been it's been dogs and the and the uh, Monday night games have been do- Cleveland Jets. God was that an awful game on Monday?
1: Well, Steve, let's take a look at some Friday night lights and what we have coming up tonight. Week number three, McPherson taking on the El Dorado Wildcats. The Bullpups come in with a record of two and zero, while El Dorado is one and one. One thing that we have wanted to see from this team, Steve through the first couple of weeks is finding ways to get off to a better start and tonight they have a chance of doing that against an El Dorado defense that has struggled against the pass and against the run this year and I'll be interested to see what this team does to start tonight's game and especially if it's wet if it continues to rain and and what could happen the rest of the afternoon.
2: Well El Dorado is probably wishing for it to rain because that might slow down the bullpup passing game which is among the top 10 in the in the entire state in passing yards, which to me has just been a revelation because my big concern coming into the season was, how are they going to throw the ball? Because I didn't know if this team could throw the ball that much when you have basically one proven receiver and then a bunch of unknown guys. But uh, Aaron Powell, the receiver, has just been unbelievable. And uh, the sophomores are doing a good job. And Cody Stufflebeam, all he does is catch touchdowns.
1: That's right. All his catches are touchdowns this year. Two catches, 39 yards, Two touchdown catches.
2: And I think K-State's coming down. One of their coaches is coming down to watch him play tonight. K-State's open, so they like to go out and, and look at some of their guys that you know that have made commitments. They just kind of want to let them know that, hey, we're you know we, we're thinking, about we're thinking about you. of you. And Coach Pass as well, uh, to be honest, he may not play very much because I think we all know, I mean, the eyeball test to me tells it all. El Dorado is not a good football team. And Bueller beat them 55-0. That tells me it's going to be running clock. Uh, we're going to see a lot of the JVs, but you still got to come out and take care of business early. I, I'd like to see the Bullpups put up 21 in the first quarter because that 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 would give them some confidence as far as starting games. They've kind of spun their wheels to start, you know, the first two games. But uh, I think they're going to come out fast. I wouldn't be if they get the ball first. I wouldn't be surprised they scored and within three or four plays. Uh, if El Dorado gets the ball first, I think you'll see a three and out. And then the Bull Pups will get the ball. I, I just almost, unless they turn it over with because of the wetness, they're going to score on their first series.
1: Well, Steve, two things that stand out to me. Number one, El Dorado is a triple option team, and that is a new thing with this program. They were not a triple option team under Coach Bill Shaw, but they are now under Coach Wes Bell in his first season. So them being a triple option team, it's obviously something different that you have to prepare for. And the interesting thing is that I talked about with Coach Pav yesterday morning is the Mack College Bulldogs are also facing a triple option team this week. So whenever I've seen practice, I've been watching defenses prepare for the triple option. The other thing that really stands out with this El Dorado team is last year, I thought that they were going to have some guys that would be back, but they don't have a ton of upperclassmen meaning that they have to rely on some younger guys. And I use the word rely a little loosely there because they start four freshmen on their offensive line, they have a freshman starting quarterback, and they have one wide receiver, even though he's not really a wide receiver. They don't throw the ball. They have not completed a pass yet this year. They are playing and starting a ton of young guys. And I think when you combine their youth and inexperience running a triple option offense, this is their first year of it, third game running it, I think it could make for some problems for them offensively against the Bullpup defense that has been really really good against the run this year. They're allowing just 81 yards per game on the ground.
2: I think it's going to be a massacre up front. Uh, Cody Stufflebeam with a freshman blocking him. Are you kidding me? Blocking Mason Thrash. The Bullpups are going to be able to load the box. They know they, you know they haven't thrown for a Single yard this year, no completion. The Bullpups could play eight guys on the line of scrimmage, and just you know, I, I just see a lot of uh, big negative plays for El Dorado Knights. Not like the days when they had Eric Van. Eric Van, I remember against the Bullpups, that guy ran for about two hundred and some yards. The days have changed for El Dorado, and they just don't have the guys this year to be competitive with the Bullpups.
1: Well, I was going through some of the numbers for El Dorado and looking back on their recent years, and it still astounds me how El Dorado football hasn't been able to be a little bit better, where they haven't been able to get over four wins. They had four wins two years ago, but have not really had any other seasons that approach four wins. It's just surprised me they've gone through a lot of coaching change, and like I always say, Steve, I hope people here in McPherson appreciate how good things are going right now. When you have a steady and sturdy program, you have not much coaching change, no turnover. You have similar kids that continue to come through. Because El Dorado is a great example of a town that I think is fairly similar to McPherson, a little smaller, but, smaller. but fairly similar, that it doesn't take much to get the train off the tracks. And right now the train is... Moving pretty well here.
2: Oh, it's a runaway freight train, as far as I'm concerned. So, um, I, I just—it's it, just been great to watch this turnaround because, hey, we were in this position about 20 years ago. We were the team that was everybody's doormat. We were the team everybody scheduled for homecoming. We were the team that everybody marked on the schedule as an automatic W. But, but uh, boy, have times changed.
1: Well, Steve, the one thing that I know has changed a little bit this year is that there is a really big game on this schedule for McPherson in two weeks. Right. And that is Bueller coming to town on October 4th and not to look over tonight's game against El Dorado or next week's game at Abilene. Abilene is 0-2. But I think that McPherson now knows Bueller is the real deal. They've been able to go out and prove it with a couple of nice wins. They beat this El Dorado team 55 nothing. They also, I think, had a 30-point win against Newton in week one that that is the team that separates them from winning a league championship this year. And, of course, not only that, but finding a way to go undefeated. And, Steve, an interesting stat that I found is that McPherson has now won nine league games in a row in AVCTL Division Three, which is their longest league winning streak since they've joined the league okay. and since a little bit before that when they were still in AVCTL Division Two, and the— top division as well. Yeah. So the stretch that they have going right now is pretty impressive with nine league wins in a row and a chance tonight to make it 10 and then in week number five to make it 11. And that would be a big, big win over Bueller in two weeks.
2: Yeah, I remember there was a time that McPherson went, gosh, 30 year, 20 years without winning a league championship in football. I remember they uh, shared one in 78, and then uh, you know it was a long time before Uh, They want another league championship. But uh, the program is on, you know, on solid footing. Uh, I like how – look how many sophomores are playing this year. What did Coach Pav say? He's got like seven sophomores. There there.
1: were eight that started last week. Eight
2: sophomores that started last week. So that tells you the future's bright because there's also some juniors that are starting.
1: All right, Steve, I think I need to get some water. I think we need a break. Agua. And then we will talk a little bit about the Chiefs. We can talk a little bit about the Jayhawks who will be in action this weekend. And then I think Fearless Forecaster made his predictions, didn't he? Yes, he he did. So we can talk about that as well. We'll take a break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM, KBBE, or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: We're back on this afternoon's According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE, after a day off yesterday, Steve. We don't take very many... Days off. Well, it wasn't really a day off. It was a need of rest day yeah. or Jim would die. Yeah. Jim, Jim would pass out in the Jim studio. Was, Jim
2: was not well yesterday.
1: I was wandering around aimlessly. And you know, K-
2: Casey goes, well, I don't think the people want to listen to me and Steve. That's what she said. No, I, th-
1: I think it would have been we good. Had, we had
2: Casey, Casey kind of came on the air and let people know we had no show yesterday. You could have done a
1: bullpup football preview Thursday. I wouldn't have been prepared. I would have liked to have seen you do it just on your own. Well. Just open up the mic and say, all right, here's my take on the game. (laughs) Here's what's going to happen. A pistol hot take. I think you could have done it. Yeah. Well, Steve, the big matchup of the weekend, I alluded to it earlier, the Chiefs and the Ravens. We don't have a ton of time on this since we need to dive into our fearless forecaster, but the biggest game of the weekend in the NFL in terms of who is the best team in the AFC, it goes through Kansas City this weekend for the Chiefs home opener. Second year in a row as well that the Chiefs are playing their first home game in Week 3, which is kind of weird. But Patrick Mahomes against Lamar Jackson, this was a really good game last year that went into overtime and really a game that Baltimore played a ton better than the Chiefs, and it came down to two really big highlight plays that defined it for the Chiefs. But people forget that they didn't play very well in this game. There was the Patrick Mahomes no-look pass. There was his fourth down and long roll out to the right, hit Tyree Kill for 50 yards. But other than that, the Chiefs weren't great in this game against Baltimore last year. How do you see things playing out this time around between Patrick Mahomes and Lamar Jackson?
2: Well, I think there's going to be a ton of points scored. Um, I, I just don't think either defense will stop the other because I don't think anybody can stop Kansas City when it's rolling. And then Baltimore, I know the... Uh, uh, they haven't really played anybody yet this year. They played the Dolphins. They played the Cardinals. That's probably two of the three worst teams in the NFL. And they ended up only beating the Cardinals by a touchdown. So, we this is kind of – and, you know, Kansas City played Jacksonville and Oakland, which aren't really great Well, Jacksonville's teams. defense is Jacksonville's good, Jacksonville's defense is good. But, anyway, I think this game kind of tells us where both of these teams are at. And Baltimore – I don't know what it is about Baltimore, but they never get any respect. They're kind of the K-State of the NFL. Well, it's
1: just because they're purple.
2: Yeah, and uh, I just always, you know, it, when I was doing my, uh, uh, I did my preseason preview, I got Baltimore in the playoffs. And a lot of people say, God, how could you put Baltimore in the playoffs?
1: Well, look at who's in their division. Yeah. and the now, Steelers with an injured quarterback. Yeah, ben, Big Ben's Baker out. Mayfield, yeah. the Bengals. Cleveland's
2: a fraud. Bengals are terrible. So, right now, Baltimore is a team to beat in that division, although I'd picked them second behind Pittsburgh. I had them making it as a wild card, but I think they're going to make it as a division champion now. And the whole key is the Chiefs have to contain Lamar Jackson, not let him, you know, just start running wild. He's kind of, if you want to, a, a guy you can compare him to, if you've gone to Matt College football games, Ed Crouch. He's a little like Ed. Yeah, he's like the magic man. I mean, he... You know, he runs around back
1: there. He had over 100 yards rushing. But the thing is, both of those guys can really throw the football, too. Yeah, they both have. In terms of throw the deep ball. I think Ed's got a stronger arm than Lamar Jackson. <laughs> I really. Ed's got a cannon. Well, that's the thing that's been impressive about Lamar Jackson through these first couple of weeks is that he's been able to throw the ball deep. I, I don't know exactly how his accuracy has been in, on the short passes, but they, he has hit Hollywood Brown for deep touchdowns several times in those first couple of weeks, and part of that was in Miami where they are just tanking.
2: And you remember last year, toward the end of the year, they were basically, they were almost like a, a, a flex bone team. They were hardly throwing the football. They were just... They couldn't. They were pounding. Lamar Jackson just couldn't throw, and they were pounding teams on the ground. Now I've got Mark Ingram in my fantasy football league, and since they're going up against the Chiefs defense, I started Mark Ingram this week.
1: Steve, I need your prediction. Chiefs-Ravens, Who wins? 31-27, Chiefs. Give me the Chiefs by 14. Wow. I think they're going to score wow. a lot of points this week. I,
2: I think on Monday you'll be saying your your pick was a lot better than mine.
1: Quickly, Steve, Kansas Jayhawks, do they win at home? No. We'll, we'll go through the prediction that Fearless makes, but okay. I need your your quick quick 30-second summary of how you think this game's going to go.
2: I think uh, the KU defense is is uh, going to really struggle. Uh and I think, I think they're so high from what they did last week. Everybody's patted them on the back. I don't think they've come back down to earth yet. And I think West Virginia just basically out them at the line of scrimmage.
1: How about this, Steve? I might sound really stupid for saying this. Oh, you, you Give me the Jayhawks. Good. Wow. For sure, if wow. I'm betting against the spread, West well, Virginia by four and a half. For sure, give me those points. But I think the Jayhawks went out right. I don't think so. Call me crazy. Crazy. You can call me stupid on Monday, stupid. but I think they're going to get it done. All right. I think the booth, Memorial Stadium, it's going to be rocking.
2: Is that a night game?
1: It is going to start at 3.30.
2: That's an odd time. For a KU game, they're either 11 or it's 6. It's on
1: ESPN Plus, too, Steve, that means so we you don't... won't be able to watch it. Well, you can. You just have to buy it.
2: Boy, I'll tell you what. ESPN has really put it to their customers now. I mean... Whatever happened to the games being on Fox Sportsnet? K used to live on Fox Sportsnet. Did they
1: change the contract? ESPN bought it out. Is that right? Oh, yeah. Well, They've got all those rights and licenses. Boy, that
2: that really... Well, it sounds
1: like you're going to have to shell out some cash, Steve. Well, that's what it sounds like to me. I guess I'll have to. All right, Steve. Let's take our final break. You're listening to According to Jim, 96.7 FM, KBBE.
0: You're listening to the According to Jim podcast with Jim Joyner and Steve Self. According to Jim is brought to you by Great Plains Federal Credit Union, The Fieldhouse Grill and Taps, Brown Shoe Fit in downtown McPherson, Next Tech Wireless, and Farmer's State Bank with branch locations in McPherson, Lindsborg, and Galva. You can also listen live Monday through Friday from 1230 to 1 p.m. on 96.7 FM KBBE or online at midkansasonline.com.
1: It's that time of the week. Fearless Forecaster on a Friday getting ready for a big weekend full of football. Steve Sell, you've got Fearless' predictions. He brought them in earlier. He must have come in while I was he, away. He did. sick.
2: He actually did. And I
1: normally like to make fun of him a have, little bit.
2: Well, he he was like the phantom. He came in. He's so embarrassed at his start to the season. 36-12 for 75%. That stinks for Fearless.
1: Let's start with the McPherson area games that Fearless predicted. Kenton Galva, the Eagles back at home, taking on center.
2: Well, Fearless says, Eagle fans, you better go early because this game's going to be over halftime, 48-0.
1: Little River taking on Bennington. Bennington beat Mound Ridge by 46 last week.
2: Bennington has a, a kid named Javon Allen. We saw him down at State Track. He can really fly. I think he's the difference. 38-24 Bennington.
1: Inman Teutons looking for their first win of the season. They take on Remington. Is it going to be the first win of the year for the Teutons? Coach
2: Sawyer's team's going to get it done. You know, Defensively, they've been really pretty good all year. Just got to get the offense going. Inman 21, Remington 6.
1: Smoky Valley Vikings coming off of their 8-0 win over Haven. They are taking on Nickerson tonight. Are you taking the Vikings? You know it's the Ducks' birthday, right? Yeah, it is the Ducks'
2: birthday. Fearless told me that... He flip-flop like crazy on this game, but he's going to go with the Vikes eight-seven in a defensive battle.
1: The defending eight-man division one runners-up, Solomon the Gorillas, taking on Mound Ridge. Are you giving the edge to the Wildcats?
2: Uh, I'm afraid not. It's the home opener, by the way. That's right. For the uh, they're
1: kind of like the Cheesetrigger
2: Nation, and of course the Vancer will keep us updated during our game tonight with scores. Solomon, very solid team, 42-13.
1: Heston also taking on a defending state runner-up, the Pratt Greenbacks. They are, I believe, making the long road trip to Pratt. Right. Are you taking the Swathers as they would have a chance to be 3-0? Well, Pratt is,
2: apparently they were just decimated by graduation because they've been pretty well manhandled their first game. The Travis Tice is pretty good. Right,
1: Heston 34, Pratt 22. KCAC games. We'll start with the Bethany Swedes taking on... KCAC champion from a year ago, Kansas Wesleyan.
2: Well, the bad thing about this is there is no love lost between these teams. And if Wesleyan gets a chance to pile it on, uh, it will. And I think it will.
1: 69-21. K-Dub.
2: K-Dub, yes. There you go. Yeah.
1: Maybe what will be the game of the weekend, Sterling, who we saw last weekend, taking on the Ottawa Braves, two teams that are in that top three or four group. Who are you seeing in that one?
2: Well, it's going to come down to who has the football last. Fearless says Sterling, 42, Ottawa, 39.
1: St. Mary has been struggling so far to begin this year. They take on the Avila Eagles. Are you giving the edge to Avila?
2: Oh, by a wide margin. St. Mary's the worst team in the conference,
1: it looks like. 33-7, Avila. Tabor taking on Friends. We will see Tabor next weekend as the Blue Jays will be at McPherson Stadium. Are you taking the Blue Jays or the Falcons? Which bird do you like best? Well,
2: I'll tell you, Tabor, I haven't quite gotten a read on Tabor this year. I know they run the ball a lot, but Friends hasn't really, you know, put a lot of points on the board. Tabor 28, Friends 17.
1: And McPherson College taking on Bethel. That game will be in North Newton, the ESPN 3 game for the KCAC this week. Are you taking the Bulldogs for win number one? Boy, I'd love to, but this Bethel team right now, that flex
2: bone offense, they're number two in the nation in rushing. Uh, I think neither team stops the other, but the Bulldogs have had a lot of trouble in North Newton uh, in recent years. Bethel 42, McPherson College 35.
1: West Virginia, excuse me, let's start with Texas and Oklahoma State in what I think might be the best Big 12 game of the weekend. Are you taking the Longhorns or the Cowboys?
2: Well, it's going to be horns up because uh, I think Texas uh, gets Oklahoma State, they got a freshman quarterback. They don't have that explosive running back that, They always seem to have. Texas 33, Oklahoma State 24.
1: The first of two old Southwest Conference matchups. Baylor taking on Rice.
2: Uh, Baylor should prevail in this one, 31-17. They've had two weeks to prepare, and that's always a good sign.
1: How about the battle of the Metroplex, TCU against SMU?
2: Well, TCU went to Purdue last week and just hammered the Boilermakers, which... Really was a surprise. TCU 34 SMU24.
1: Iowa State against Louisiana Monroe, the Warhawks.
2: Well, it's time for Iowa State to kind of get going. I mean, uh, they didn't really, you know, play that great, even though they could they, they should have beat Iowa last week. but uh, Iowa State's going to finally start to flex some muscle 30 to 13.
1: West Virginia at KU. Are you taking the Jayhawks? It already sounds like no.
2: No, uh, West Virginia. 42, KU 28.
1: All right, Steve. ABCTL Division Three. as we have a minute and a half left. Winfield taking on Circle. The T-Birds looking for their first win and their first points of the year.
2: And I don't think they're going to get either one. I don't I don't think Circle scores. Winfield's defense isn't that bad. Even, I, I say that even though McPherson scored 47. But that was almost a 7-0 game at the half. Winfield 28, circle zero.
1: Bueller taking on Augusta. We'll see the Crusaders in two weeks, but the Orioles coming off of a win over circle.
2: Well, it looks like to me that Division three is split in half with McPherson, Winfield, and Bueller. And then the other three, Bueller 34, Augusta 12.
1: Finally, Fearless' prediction of McPherson taking on El Dorado tonight. The Pumps trying to get to 3-0. El Dorado trying to complete its first pass.
2: 56-0, Ooh. running clock, and it's going to be a short night for us.
1: We'll see how the rain and wind and weather holds on for tonight's game. Steve, excellent work today. Good show. Thank you. How do you think I held up for being very sick yesterday? You did swell. Man, I'm proud. That's all I could think about yesterday while I was taking a big nap is, I hope Steve will be proud of me tomorrow well, afternoon. Well, you know,
2: there were a lot of fans that told me they missed their bullpup Thursday football. Oh, day.
1: I'm sure they were thrown off, didn't yeah. know what to do.
2: And congrats to the soccer team That's right. for a big win uh, last night. Beat Solana Central, lost to the Mustangs uh, last year. and 6-1 and one now for Coach Adrian's team. And, you know, on Tuesday, they're halfway through their regular season. That's right.
1: We'll have that broadcast tonight. Our broadcast starts at 6 o'clock from McPherson Stadium, so tune in there as the Bullpups will be taking on El Dorado. Wrapping up today's show, for Steve Sell, I'm Jim Joyner. Thanks for listening to According to Jim. We'll talk to you tonight at McPherson Stadium.